Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. So recording this literally uh, two days before the end of 2022, you probably will be listening to this either New Year's Eve or after New Year's Day, honestly, in 2023. So consider this a little bit of a recap of the previous year. A hell of a lot happened, and a lot of it was actually really good. I, I will say the tail end of 2022, I have not felt this hopeful about the state of things in a long time. And honestly, I feel pretty good about what's going to happen in 2023. Uh, Joshua, what do you think are the biggest highlights of 2022? Well, I think there's a lot that we can talk about. For example, we can speak about the pandemic. The pandemic is essentially over. You know, it's it's the pandemic as we know it has been over for quite a while now. And um, even though cases are taking upwards right now during the winter, as we're currently recording this, it's a lot less disruptive to people's lives and to the economy. And we've returned to this new state of normalcy in which people are able to more or less live their lives normally. But just for our viewers out there, be cautious, especially during these cold winter months and stay safe. We can also look at this from a political angle, too. We can look at the midterm elections with the Democrats actually picking up a seat and the Republicans not getting that many seats in the House, giving them a very slim majority. And now there's even a risk that um, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy might not even be able to win speakership right now. That's really different from the typical trend that you'll see in midterm elections where the party of the sitting president usually takes a lot of hits. So that was very interesting to watch. Are there any other stories that uh, piqued your interest, Jacob, in 2022? I mean, this was a great year for Biden. The second year of his presidency was all around a major success on the on the net. A bunch of legislation passed through Congress. The Inflation Reduction Act, 40% uh, drop in admissions from that bill if all of it gets uh, implemented through the regulatory process. We got the Chips and Science Act. We have the Respect for Marriage Act. We have the Bipartisan Gun Bill. There's the Veterans Health Care with, the, I believe, the uh, PACT Act. There's also the Electoral Count Act fix that was in the Omnibus Bill, along with many other uh, great uh, pieces of legislation that majority Americans back. So there was a lot happening on the legislative front. There's also the fact that Donald Trump himself is going down. His 2024 announcement and subsequent campaign have completely fizzled. Uh, during six committee hearings and the report and the uh, um, House Ways and Means Committee, they've all released reports and investigations that have basically found that Trump is an insurrectionist, a coup plotter, just a fraud, not a fraud to the country and to the, um, the justice system and institutions like the IRS. We also see that personally his uh, organization, Trump organization, has gone completely hit by Letitia James in New York. We're also seeing that he's just losing relevance. I mean, I still believe that he will win a primary no matter what, unless he's uh, in jail or incapacitated. But I really don't see him winning the White House again. I really don't. I mean, 2023 could prove me wrong, but, you know, the way 2022 is looking out, it looks like he is just fading to the background, honestly. There's also the fact that, well, the biggest story, what Times person of the year, Ukraine, they've held out. We all worried 
December 2021, January 2022, that the Russians would invade Ukraine, it would be over, that Zelensky would have would literally be hanging from a gallows or something. But that's not happened. Zelensky went to the went to the capital, the US Capitol, to speak in uh, just this past month. That's just amazing for democracy. That's amazing for liberal democracy. It's amazing for the country in Ukraine. It's amazing for the liberal democratic order, how the President Biden has done a very good job at holding the coalition together against Russia, especially with the sanctions, with the military support to Ukraine, with the fact that he's held together by bipartisan consensus for in the United States for continuing much of the actions there, even though, yes, the Republican House might take a, a, you know, a sledgehammer to it. We did see a lot of steps rising and turning the tide against authoritarianism. Yeah, that, that is true. We have authoritarianism is definitely taking a hit all over the world. The persistence of Ukraine, for example, and Putin's power kind of being threatened by that, you know, inability to take Ukraine as he had hoped to. In Brazil, President Jair Bolsonaro was defeated by former President Lula da Silva. Um, in addition, in France, the right-wing nationalist Marine Le Pen was defeated by incumbent President uh, Emmanuel Macron, although I will say that she did even better than she did the last time. So that's something France definitely has to look out for. And also in Iran, there have been numerous protests, and the Iranian government has not seen this level of protest in many decades, frankly. Sweden, Italy, Israel, South Korea, they all saw major right-wing authoritarians come into power, come back to power, as in case in Israel. And Netanyahu just literally came back as prime minister with the coalition agreement with Smotrich and Ben-Gavir, the two uh, most extremist and parties, as he was just sworn in yesterday, as when we're recording this. So the fight is not over, but we're seeing the 2020s as not, this is not the 2010s. People all over the world especially in China, also with the, zero, with the backlash to zero COVID that ended much of the zero COVID policies, at least the major ones. People have largely gotten sick of their crap. We've seen major backlash against the election uh, denying and the big lie in the United States with the midterm elections. This is not the end. We have a lot of work to do. So 2022 could mark the mark end of 21st century being this age of unrest, cutthroat, cutthroat politics, and we might have a return to normalcy. I remember Noah Smith was talking about this. A few Atlantic articles were talking about this. The fever pitch was during the pandemic, during 2020, 2021, exemplified to airlines, you know, airline incidents, people refusing to wear masks, people refusing to get vaccinated. Those dropped in 2022. Crime dropped in 2022. Slowly, very slowly, we're seeing the return to some kind of, sometimes not normalcy, but just exhaustion from what's happened, from all the craziness in the world happening. We're seeing a slow, gradual collective action against uh, the culture wars, against the authoritarians and the and the mindset that allows it to happen, a sense of unseriousness and irresponsibility. I do think there's a lot in 2022 that, you know, makes us optimistic for what 2023 will bring. Although it is, you know, wise for us to remain cautious, though, especially on the economy, for example. Although inflation has been ticking down and although gas prices have also been slowly coming down, Many people, many firms, many officials still believe that a worldwide recession might happen in 2023. Whether that'll actually happen, I'm not sure. But fear of a recession can hurt economic activity regardless. So we have to be cautious about that. Also, with a Republican House coming in, even though it'll be with a very slim majority, it could still be substantial enough to, you know, halt 
or you know severely delay President Biden's agenda for what he might want to do in 2023 up until the 2024 presidential election. And even then, I'm curious to see whether Biden will announce whether he'll be running for re-election or not. But I'm looking forward to finding out what 2023 will bring. I, I agree with you, Jacob. I'm a little more optimistic than I was in 2021, but we'll have to win to see. We want to close out this episode with an important announcement. We're taking a brief hiatus. Don't worry, we're not leaving. Gen Zero's Talk Politics is not ending. But when we return, the show will be changing from an audio-focused show to something a bit bigger. Again, this is not the end of the show. 2023 is just going to be a new chapter. When we started in uh, April of 2020 with this podcast, the world was in a very uncertain state. And, you know, COVID was surging worldwide. And there were lockdowns occurring worldwide as well. Uh, since then, the world has rapidly changed. And we've witnessed a lot of that with this show. And first of all, closing out this um, chapter, I'd like to thank Jacob, my co-host, for being by my side throughout this project and having us work together on this and helping me see fresh perspectives of current events. And, you know, I would say that we, the co-hosts, have also changed as well. Although the show has remained a constant factor in our lives, which we're very grateful for. I'd also like to thank our viewers who have had faith in us and listened to us throughout these last couple of years. Gen Zero's Talk Politics would not have succeeded without these viewers, and we're very grateful. So I guess um, closing out this chapter, I would, I would just want to ask you, Jacob, what was a highlight for you working on this uh, podcast the last couple of years? Well, thank you, Joshua. It's been amazing uh, going through this process with you, too. You know, I, I wouldn't have the courage to do this if if you weren't doing this with me. Um you know, I've never liked public speaking. I've never liked to hear my voice in recording. But the whole process of recording, editing, publishing, it's helped me get out of my comfort zone. I never thought every week, every month, I'd be hearing my own voice and clipping, editing it. I never thought I would do that. I never thought I'd be able to meet and connect with so many different people through 20-minute Zoom calls that are recorded for everyone to listen to. But that's a great thing by having the opportunity to do something like this. So especially with someone like you, Joshua, and with you, our listeners. You guys have stuck with us for, what, two and a half years now? I'm ecstatic to how this has turned out. This is beyond our wildest expectations, and I am just incredibly grateful. I'm just grateful for what has happened. Yeah, I agree. And I think another benefit of this podcast was being able to hear so many different perspectives from people of our own generation, you know, one day we're going to be the ones in power. Our, our generation is going to be running, you know, the world and it's, you know, soon enough. And hearing different views, hearing people of different backgrounds and different experiences, uh, telling their story, explain the rationale for everything. I found that really interesting as well. So as we close out 2022 and we're in 2023, we want to thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon enough. We're going to be bigger and better than ever. And you know, we hope you have a, a safe and happy new year. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero's Talk Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero's Talk Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.